Hey, Faith, what day is it? It is TV Tuesday. It is TV Tuesday, and we have a pretty good one today, don't we? You want to tell, tell them what we have? We are talking about the haunting of Hill House. Ooh, the haunting of Hill House. Have you ever been to Hill House? I have not. I haven't either. Do you know who has been to Hill House? Who? The characters from Clue, because that was the name of the mansion in Clue. They named it after producer Deborah Hill, but... This one's a little different, isn't it? It's a little different. So, The Haunting of Hill House. This is a series from Netflix that premiered on October 12th, 2018, and is based on the classic 1959 novel by American author Shirley Jackson. The novel is widely considered to be the greatest haunted house novel ever written, and was called one of the finest horror novels of the late 20th century by Stephen King. But Faith, what does he know? Right. Have, did you ever read the book? No, I was actually just about to ask you if you've read it. I I seem to recall reading it maybe middle school or like freshman year of high school uh, on my own. It wasn't required reading. Now, what was required reading was the lottery. Uh, did you ever read that? I don't believe so. That's hmm. a great. She's most famous for, for The Haunting of Hill House and for The Lottery. And she wrote some really great stuff. Shirley Jackson is, is a really good writer. So... This novel was made into a very good 1963 film called The Haunting, which was directed by Robert Wise. He's the award-winning director of such films as The Day the Earth Stood Still. We need to do that one on the show. West Side Story, not my favorite. I'm not a big musical guy. Mm -mm. The Sound of Music and one I do like, Star Trek The Motion Picture. And a not-as-good 1999 film starring Liam Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Owen Wilson, and Lily Taylor. The Netflix series was brought to life by Mike Flanagan, a native of Salem, Massachusetts, which is neither here nor there. I just think it's cool that he's from Salem. He is a director of Oculus, Ouija, Origin of Evil, and Gerald's Game. He is currently in post-production on Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, which will be released later this year. And that trailer just came out recently. What did you think of the Doctor Sleep trailer? It looked really good. I thought it looked really good. I had not watched The Haunting of Hill House until after I saw the trailer, and then I heard that he was doing the movie, and I feel like we're in very good hands yes. for this movie. Uh, it got me very excited about Dr. Sleep. So the series stars Michiel Huisman. I believe he's Dutch, and I probably mispronounced that. <laughs> One of my favorites, Carlo Gugino. Henry Thomas. You remember Henry Thomas, don't you? Yes. He was in a, he was in a little movie called Et. Et? Or was it E.T.? I think it's E.T. I think it's E.T. <laughs> Elizabeth Reeser, Oliver Jackson Cohen, Kate Siegel, and Timothy Hutton. Academy Award winner Timothy Hutton, that is. Uh, Flanagan has worked with most of these actors on past projects and is married to Kate Siegel. So this is kind of a family affair on and off screen. Today, we are going to look at the first episode of the series, Stephen Sees a Ghost. Ooh. This was written and directed by Flanagan and is the first of 10 episodes in the first season of The Haunting of Hill House. Faith, this was your pick and mm -hmm. a very good one. What did you think of Stephen Sees a Ghost? And you have to go, ooh, after you, after you say Stephen Sees a Ghost. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yes. <laughs> no, obviously I picked this, so I love it. I think it's incredible. Um, I like the, the vibe of it, the tone of it. I think it's just, it pulls you in as soon as you start watching it. What'd you think of it? Uh, to quote the great philosopher Ron Burgundy, 
this is rich and compelling. So <laughs> I I really liked it and it hooked me in. Uh, it took about 10 minutes for it to really hook me in. And once it did, I was I was definitely in. I felt like in those first 10 minutes, maybe it was just going to be another, you know, oh, I've seen this. I know how this is going to go. I didn't feel that way with this material. I I really really enjoyed it. So let's let's go ahead and get into it. And I want to start with the tone. One of the hallmarks of the novel is that it relies more on terror than horror to get the chills going. And for me, this show really nails that tone. There are parts of it that are just absolutely chilling and terrifying. And I would get the goosebumps that started in the little toe and went all the way to the <laughs> top of my head. So, so what do you think of the tone of the show? Did it make you scared? And do you have any favorite fright moments from it? Yeah, I mean, I think the tone is brilliant. Um, I think the past scenes, like when they were younger, has like a nice grit and darkness and creepiness to it just because of that house. The lighting yes. is really good. That soft lighting that exactly. they have in the house and it's dark. Uh, the set design is great on it. Exactly. Um, it, it really looks good and it's a great story too. That's, so you, that's quick, the I'm thing. Interrupting you. Yes. You asked about you know favorite kind of creepy moments. What, mm-hmm. what do you have? Um, do you in, have any? In that episode, uh, you know, of all of them in that episode, in spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, the end when she appears to Stephen, when Nellie appears to mm-hmm. Stephen, and she's in the house, and then he gets the phone call that she died. And then you see her in the background and he's in the foreground and then he turns around and she's gone. Mm-hmm. Really simple trick. It For some reason, it was just absolutely terrifying yep. to me. And yep. Even though I figured something had happened to her. Like, right. And it, it has that sixth sense vibe with these ghosts, the way that it just really gets right up under your skin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was mine. Did you have one? I can agree with that one. Also think instantly when that figure was next to uh, Nail's bed. Kind of towards the beginning of the, the show. The bent neck lady. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, I was going to get into this a little later, but we can go ahead and get into it now. I think that this show does one of the best jobs I've seen of using foreground and background. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about it with Halloween from 1978. John Carpenter loves foregrounds and backgrounds. So you can see the Carpenter influence on this. It just, and the other thing too is there's not a lot of cuts in the fright scene. So you're hanging on it. And they take their time moving the camera, and it just builds one of our favorite words here on the Late Night Fright, tension. And you're waiting for something to happen. And with that said, I didn't feel like there were a lot of jump scares, if that makes any sense. You know, they weren't relying on something jumping out at you and having a music step. No, no, no. The tension builds, and you're getting creeped out. And then they reveal, and they will hang on things, Mm -hmm. too, which I thought was really great. So... The way it was shot with the background and foregrounds, I absolutely adored. And this episode has one of my favorite shots I think I've ever seen in anything recently. It's when uh, Nellie, the little younger version of Nellie, is on the couch. And uh, you're looking at her normally laying mm-hmm. down. And they tilt the camera to where she's in frame right. And then they pull back and you see the bent neck lady right in frame her. left. And they're looking. So it looks like they're looking right at each other. Mm-hmm. And that the the filmmaking here really got me excited and as i said this on its own is really great but then you know dr sleep is coming out and that got me very excited about the possibilities for for dr sleep so 
let's uh, let's get into this. There are, by my count, juxtapositions. That's a big word. Juxtapositions. <laughs> uh, great juxtapositions going on in the series. There's the nonlinear nature of the story, which I think contributes to the mystery aspect working in the series. There's a juxtaposition between family and melodrama, well, family melodrama and the haunted house story. And then there's the juxtaposition between science and faith or the supernatural, whichever you choose to call it. So let's start with the nonlinear nature of the story. I love a great nonlinear story. Pulp fiction is one of my favorites. And when these are done right, they're very effective. What did you think about the way the story was told and does it contribute to your enjoyment of this series um, i think the way it was told is absolutely genius i like how you can see how their past has affected their present life and you can't really hide run away from your past and you know they keep going back and forth to how they were affected and i think it definitely contributed to it, it the definitely enjoyment. oh it, it definitely contributed and i think this is the way that you tell this story mm-hmm. i think it's the only way to tell the story because if you do this in a um chronological fashion it, it, you're not going to yeah, get yeah i think you would lose you know, some, you know the way that they bring the issues out you know and then you can go back and look and replay something and then you can see how it's affecting you know modern times so it's really really done right and also i think this uh the entire series was done with a lot of love from mr flanagan and his whole crew that were putting this together i think you can tell they love this material but the way that it's put together i think is just absolutely key to the series now how far into the series did you get we're going to keep our focus kind of here on the pilot but i did finish watching i think i had three episodes left the way that they tell the story is absolutely key to the theme of the story. So, and they they will talk about that in the later episodes that you're that you're getting mm-hmm. into. Um, time is circular, and so they're doing that with this. But then also, it's really great because the way they tell the story, you have this first episode that sets everything up, and then over the next couple of episodes, each character gets an episode leading into the first episode, and then that brings you to the midpoint of the series, and then you you start dealing. Uh, with the story and speaking of the story the family drama uh, and the haunted house story do you see these as independent of one another or are these tied together I know that might seem like a silly question considering you know they were in the haunted house but um, in this first episode do you see these you know I could see them tied together in a way what do you what do you think it as I said now I've seen the rest of the series yes Mm -hmm. they do tie together but uh, uh, you know that house that house is kind of its own entity Right. So um, it's really neat what they do, the way that they kind of reconcile everything with the family melodrama. But I'm going to say this, um, as as I was getting more into the series, and it's kind of in this episode too, the haunting stuff is great. But I found myself around episodes five, six, and seven really wanting to watch the family story, mm-hmm. the, the modern, you know, them right. in modern times dealing with Nellie's death, which is you know, right here at the end of episode one. So um, I don't think they're exclusive. They're definitely tied together. You, you might not really see it too much in this first episode, but they, as, as you move forward, the house and the family are definitely tied together. So finally, we're going to come to one of the age-old debates, and we're going to have a definitive answer here on the show. Definitely. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to have a definitive answer. Uh, the age-old debate of science versus faith or the supernatural. So what do you think they are saying about this in the episode, and, and where do you stand on this debate? Let's start with where I stand, I guess. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of more of the supernatural. I think I'm, 
halfway in between, if that makes any sense. <laughs> I, I, I think they go hand in hand. I, I don't understand why people think they're mutually exclusive. Right. I think science and, and faith go completely hand in hand. I think one informs the other. I think you uh, have to have both to kind absolutely. of... Absolutely. You know, to believe in both of them. I think you need both of them to believe in at least and one of them. To, to go off on, on a little tangent, not a tangent really, but kind of off of what we were talking about, you know, the people who are so into science, you know, and kind of kind of poo-poo on religion or, or faith mm-hmm. or, or supernatural things kind of adopt science as a religion in itself. So it's kind of an right. irony of life. And that's not a knock on, on people yeah. out there, you know. But uh, I think they go hand in hand. And I think faith and skepticism go hand in hand, too. I think, you know, you know this is a duality that we're living in here. But... Um, so I've, I'm like you. I kind of fall right in between. I, I believe in science, but I also believe in, in the supernatural. Right, exactly. And that is very well laid out here in this episode, I feel. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you get oh, that absolutely. too? Absolutely. Now, I don't feel like they followed through on that too much, even though he is a, uh, Stephen is a skeptical mm-hmm. character. But it's more prevalent here in this episode, which is kind of his episode to start off mm-hmm. with. So that's, that's okay. But it's an intro. It is there, and they really do kind of go for it and have a have some neat thoughts on it. So, um, do you have anything else about the Haunting of Hill House first episode? I don't think I do. So let's get into it. Favorites, just anything that really sticks out to you from from this episode. I, like I said, I love the the look of this show. I love the way that the house looks, the lighting, the camera angles. It's just it's creepy without even having any Very. type of. Like you said, like major scares, just the way it looks right. makes you so creeped out. Right. Very creepy. Uh, let's get in some of the performances here mm-hmm. in the first episode. I really like Henry Thomas as Hugh uh, Crane. Mm-hmm. I think his performance in this thing anchors this entire series and makes Timothy Hutton's performance better. They are, because they're playing the same character. Right. And man, do they really work well as that character together. And I'd love to sit down with them and talk to them and see how much work they did together to get some of those little things right. Because as, and again, as I said, as the series goes on, they're really great. And I totally buy Henry Thomas as Timothy Hutton and Timothy Hutton as a Henry Thomas character. And they look so much alike, which was amazing. So I I, I love it. Um, Carla Gugino is always great. I was going to say. Do you know who her BFF is? I do not. Connie Britton from our pick really? last week. Yes, American awesome. Horror Story Murder House. They were on the television series Spin City together with Michael J. Fox for a little okay. while. And I've always liked Carla Gugino. I think she's really yeah, underrated. I, like her a lot. I think she brings a lot to the table. I think the young kids are great. Uh, special did, you have a, did you have a favorite? Um, I really like young Theo for some reason. Yeah, me and too. I think Luke, young Luke is just absolutely adorable. He is. And then uh, I like uh, Theo in the older kids. Mm-hmm. I know she wasn't your favorite, is mm. she? She's not my favorite, but I don't hate her. Yeah. I, I just, like I said, I really enjoy the series, and I highly recommend it for anybody out there who likes, you know, uh, being scared. That's the thing. It'll scare you. It will. Uh, as I was watching the series, I would get goosebumps. It really did chill me in some parts and and it was one of those good chills we talked about in matinee i didn't cover my eyes you know and then after it was done i was like i'm glad i made it through that <laughs> you know did you have any nightmares uh i didn't have any nightmares it did take me about 30 minutes to go to sleep because i'd open i'm not being funny i would open my eyes like i don't want that tall guy in the top hat to be, 
to be in a room looking for his hat with his cane, you know. Um, so yeah, it, is, he is pretty creepy looking. It's really great. It's a really great series. I highly recommend it. Season two is coming in 2020. And as we said, Mike Flanagan is doing Dr. Sleep. And I am so excited for Dr. Sleep. Me now. Too. I was on the fence with it, saw the trailer, liked the trailer, and then still you know, apprehensive, but heard he's doing it and really hope that they get that together and, and do a good job on it. So Haunting of Hill House is available on Netflix. Watch it. Watch Absolutely. it. Let us know what you think. So, Faith, anything? I think that's it. I think I, I think that's it for me, too. So, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash. We will see you on the other side. Oh,